You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. There's only one song that can be played at this very moment. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. Nope, nope, sorry, sorry, nope, 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 wrong one, wrong song. Uh, let me see, uh, da, 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 this one, yeah, this one. Yeah, that's the one. I'm Jake Alexander from the Bought 319 Recording and this is the Tweakle Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a lisp. How the hell are you? I hope you are doing great. I am feeling great. TGIF. Thank God it is Friday and not Wednesday like last week. Yep, it is Friday. I am back in the vault and I am feeling so much better. Man, believe me, after those two wisdom teeth have been pulled and maybe five days on antibiotics and just waiting for the swelling to go down, I feel great. It is just a world of difference. I feel, I, yeah, yeah, man, I feel great. It's a good Friday. I'm so happy to be back. So happy to be back in front of the mic. So happy to be talking to you. So happy to be doing this podcast. I am just happy. It is good. Thanksgiving is coming up. Fat man's holiday. It is about to be just all good for the next few weeks in my case. I hope you are doing good. Please, if you're not doing good, call, talk to somebody, get, get it off your chest. Don't hold it in you know how depression gets around this time of the year yeah man holiday depression is a real thing and i don't want you to take it lightly man just just i hope you all are doing good that's what i just hope i'm, I'm doing good so I, hope, I want you to be doing good uh yeah we got a packed show we got a lot of news we got the spider-man trailer breakdown the last one and it's a lot in that trailer that i caught uh so i'm gonna do a bunch of easter eggs for that one and i finally understand the big deal with the Eternals. Now it's a good movie, but it seems to be dividing everybody 50, 50 right down the middle between liking it and not liking it. And I think I figured it out. So we're going to talk about that too. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So first up on the news today, we're back talking about Alec Baldwin and that, you know, mess out there shooting his movie rust. So he's being sued again. Yeah, so it was already two or three lawsuits out there, but here comes a second or third or however many it is now. Um, this new lawsuit is is really damaging, though. It's not like the other one. The other, you know, the other lawsuits, they're, I'm not going to say petty, but they're kind of small. They basically just say, hey, you know, we were put in danger and, you know, I'm old for, you know, putting me in danger. But this one is, is, is bad. So check it out. This new lawsuit alleges that uh, Alec Baldwin deliberately 
chopper loaded weapon at uh, Helena Hutchins, uh, and and that's what that's who got killed. Um, and especially seeing that the firing of the gun was not in the script for the scenes that they were shooting that day, they're basically saying that this is like gross negligence, and that's a big deal. This uh, the suit also accuses Alec Baldwin and an assistant director that wasn't named. Uh, they dis they they they've been accused of disobeying every safety protocol that they that they themselves put into uh into being on this on the movie set so one of them is uh in uh bringing live ammo on the set they weren't supposed to do that they obviously had live ammo on the set um they brought it on set without notice um so when you have live ammo on the set you're supposed to know the armor is supposed to know and he's supposed to be notified and everybody on set is supposed to be notified at all times um and they had no cause to bring the ammo on set because they weren't supposed to be firing live ammo. It's all supposed to be blanks and effects. And they, and uh, according to the suit, Alec Baldwin was actually using the weapon without the knowledge of the armor. Man, this whole thing is getting way out of control. I told you it was going to get a lot worse. And boom, here we go. Um, it This is a story that's not going away anytime soon. And honestly, I don't want it to go anyway. I don't want it going away anytime soon. I want this to have um be dragging out to its final conclusion things need to change but this is not the first time it's happened this is not even the second time it's happened um this goes all the way back to like i said brandon lee getting killed on the set of the crow um back in 98 this stuff needs to be checked man too many people are getting hurt and too many uh safety violations are being uh being done uh, yeah like i said i want this drawn out as long as it needs to take until people get the idea and they get this shit right uh, let's move on. Leave that alone. Um, say, so you wanted a new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and boy, you got it. The latest trailer is epic, sure, but to me, it's missing a few things, and it has a lot of good things in it. But, you know, hold that thought for later, because we're going to talk about it. There's a few conspicuous absences, I should say, and I'm going to tell you my favorite Easter eggs from the trailer. We'll get to it later. Um, if you're a Star Trek Discovery fan, it's leaving Netflix. Now, if you're in an international audience, that's really the U.S. audience is not really going to be affected too much by it. But yeah, um, the international audiences, they are, they are pissed. <laughs> they are really pissed because this was pretty much the only way they could watch Star Trek Discovery. Um, yeah, this international audience, it's leaving Netflix to obviously move to the Paramount Plus streaming site. So look, man, everybody should have saw this coming. Everything is moving towards streaming sites everything is you know if they own the property they'll have their own streaming site and they're gonna that's where you're gonna have to watch it you're gonna have to pay for it they are going to have streaming sites coming out of the wazoo and they're gonna bleed our pockets dry every chance we get and the, the shitty part is it's gonna be a ton of streaming sites and not enough good content on all of them and man this is pretty much just like having cable all over again and they they, they find a way to, to fuck us over every single time with this <laughs> um back on the spider-man tip we all know that they're doing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, right? So the cast is pretty much the same from the original movie, uh, the original animated movie, but they just announced the voice of Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, for the upcoming animated uh, feature. And it's being done by none other than Issa Rae. Now, I love her. I love her voice. Her as Jessica Drew is going to rock. It's going to kick ass. I already like Into the Spider-Verse. So part two, yeah, here, take my money please uh i don't have a release date for it but i'll let you know when i find out um something else that's going away lethal weapon 5 now riggs and murtaugh will return in lethal weapon 5 filming is reportedly to start next year in 2022 
Now, the movie has been in doubt for quite some time. There was uh, script issues between Richard Donner and the studio, and then he shelved it and said, screw it, I'm not letting you chop up my script because I want it this way. Um, and then Richard Donner, he, back in July this year, he passed away. So the movie has been sitting there, um, and it's been in serious doubts. Uh, a lot of people consider that it was basically a dead project. But there are reports now saying that Richard Donner specifically told his wife, who is his uh, operating partner, um, and a few other people that if he was if he was to pass away, he wanted Mel Gibson, who was helping him write the script at the time, um, to not only finish the script, but to direct the film when they actually go to start shooting it. Um, Mel Gibson has stated in an interview that he was hesitant to do it because, you know, it was his friend's basic labor, labor of love. And even though he had input, it was Richard Donner's labor of love. He didn't feel right doing it. And he was really hesitant, but he decided that, yeah, he's going to go through with it, uh, finish writing the script and direct this film and honor his friend's wish. Uh, Gibson approached the studio and said, hey, either I directed and fulfilled Donner's wish or I'm not doing it. The studio acquiesced, so here we go. Um, there's, um, They start, like I said, they start filming next year in 2022, which means the movie probably won't come out until 2023. The last Lethal Weapon film was, get this, and way back in 1998. It doesn't seem like that's 23 years ago today, right? So two more years, that'd be 25 years. So that's actually kind of cool, right? 25 year anniversary of the last film 25 years between that one and this one everybody's older uh man i would love to help write this movie oh so so much there are so many things i would love to just throw in this film so it would come to an epic end it would be a fitting end for Riggs and Murtaugh and that whole cast and that whole universe but either way doesn't matter uh, when that movie comes out i'm first to the theater this is one of those movies that i've always uh, one of those movie properties that i've always followed up um MCU. Now, you know, just like I know over the past, I want to say past two years, everybody and their mama is coming out of the woodwork to criticize the MCU and comic book movies in general. But, to be honest, there are the same number of people that are criticizing it, the same number of people really want to be in the MCU and get some of that Disney money. Hell, I want to be in the MCU. Somebody pick up the phone and call me. I have the voice. I have the presence. Cut me that check, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, the same number of people want to be want to criticize, same number of people want to be in it. And Marvel is adding, or they are in talk with multiple stars to join the MCU in some fashion. So, just this past week, Bill Murray is confirmed to be joining the MCU, MCU in some role in the upcoming Ant-Man film. Uh, he wasn't supposed to tell anybody that he was going to be in the Ant-Man film. It was supposed to be a surprise, and I'm pretty sure Feige's pissed about that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Bill Murray is an addition, is a great addition in any film. He just has great comedic timing, and when you have good comedic timing, you have good dramatic timing because comedy is harder than drama. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, uh, and just a few weeks ago, there was reports, and over the past couple of weeks, there have been reports that Feige has approached Nicolas Cage and Wesley Snipes to come back and join the MCU. In what capacity for those two? hasn't been specified yet but hey man it's nicholas cage and wesley Snipes. they can't do anything but help you're talking about ghost rider and blade in, in older marvel movies and i didn't think nicholas cage was too bad in the uh in uh, the ghost rider movies i just thought the movies weren't fully thought out well and obviously wesley snipes wesley snipes to me is the beginning of the mcu i understand he's not properly in the mcu but if not for the blade movies 
Marvel would have went bankrupt. There would be no MCU whatsoever. So everybody thanked Wesley Snipes for, you know, helping the MCU come into fruition. And if you don't believe me, hell, I'll do a story and I'll show you exactly what I mean. Um, but over the few weeks, the biggest name to be approached by Kevin Feige, none other than Will Smith. Now, Feige and Smith sat down and they have both expressed interests to one another that, you know, Will joins the MCU somehow or another, some way uh, soon. Uh, but Will Smith has one gigantic uh, condition, and that's that he becomes a major player going forward. I have no idea what that could mean. Um, considering his caliber of pull, I mean, let's be for real. It's a Will Smith movie. Everybody wants to see it. Will Smith puts his name on it. Everybody wants to be part of it. Um, I can see him asking for it and getting it because it's Will Smith. Let's be for real. And does blockbusters well. I mean, Independence Day. I'm not gonna say Wild Wild West. Even though I thought Wild Wild West was okay. Most people hate Wild Wild West, but I mean, just think about all the movies he's been in that have been just gigantic blockbusters. I mean, all, going all the way back to Independence Day. I mean, the man just knows how to pull people in. Plus, that new movie he got coming out where he plays uh, uh, in the movie called King Richard, where he plays the father of Serena and Venus Williams. Uh, that movie's gonna be great too. I'm actually gonna go see that, and I'll talk about that after I see it. Um, but let's see. We never, you don't know. Let's see if Big Willie Style makes it into the MCU, or let's see if he actually returns to the DCEU, um, back to DC as Deadshot, because Idris Elba has said he wanted his character and Will Smith's character to do a duo movie together. So let's, let's see how it goes. We don't know how it's going to go. But let's see. Cross our fingers that we get either one, right? Because Deadshot was a good character and just needed a different stage to be on. So that's all the news for today. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, please the to underscore to equal underscore pod uh other updates i do trailers and random nerd stuff i just like to have fun on there so when you're not listening to the podcast you can follow that and you know see me do other stuff and we have conversations <laughs> on there through messaging so i'm going to take a break and when i come back i'm going to tell you what i figured out about the eternals and why it is so so divisive right back Marvel's The Eternals. The moment it was announced, it drew divisive ire. Considering the scope of the ensemble heroes covered, it's no wonder that fans and skeptics alike would be on one side of the fence or the other. Fast forward. The cast gets assembled featuring big-name luminaries such as Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, and rising stars such as Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, and Jimmy Chan. So as of today, it has grossed 300 plus million dollars worldwide. Now, while that trails other MCU films like Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and other costume outings like Venom that will be Carnage, it has cemented its place in the MCU and superhero movies alike. The critiques, on the other hand, they're much less concrete and more so quicksand. See, I personally don't give a damn about Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. Even fan reviews online get an immediate meh and a hard pass. I ignore them. See, I'm old school. I watch a film for myself and I decide if I like it and I formulate my own opinion. But with The Eternals, a film I do like now, I found myself seeing the reviews and, re and the review scores online and saying to myself, yeah, I kind of agree. And that doesn't ever really happen. Every score and tons of reviews out there seem to leave the film hanging at a 50-50 ratio of likes and dislikes. 
If you recall last week, I said I didn't know how to react to the film. Something seemed to the left about it. I liked it, but I didn't know if I actually liked it, liked it, you know. But I believe right now, I understand my and just about everyone else's confusion. See, I think The Eternals isn't a Marvel movie as we're used to. I think the underpinnings of this film depart from the standard formula that Feige and Company is used to offering and that has thrown viewers into one hell of a tailspin. Follow me this. For years and countless films and TV shows, one thing has become standard for a superhero. The origin film. When a major hero comes into the universe, that character gets his or her own film to shine before being thrown into the larger universe. The only notable exception, in my opinion, would be Black Panther figured out who he was before he got his own movie. But for everyone else, this was the case. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel. Everyone had an origin movie or an origin story. The Eternals is not an origin movie. See, before the debut of the film, we knew who the Eternals were. We knew what they could do. We knew who their enemies would be. We knew why they were, although instructed not to, finally interfering in the lives of us mere humans. That one first trailer told us all of that. Everything was spelled out for us. So going to see the film was simply an exercise in ironing out the details of when and where the action would go down. Along the way, we found out that these incredible godlike beings were very much human at their core and very fallible. See, this isn't the formula that the MCU has used through 20 plus films and a handful of TV shows on Disney+. And quite frankly, I think this is great. I like it. The Eternals have added another layer of storytelling that I didn't believe the MCU would ever incorporate. Long and short of it, we just got thrown in a different direction by director Chloe Zhao and no one seems to notice. Everyone got what they wanted and they're confused as how to deal with it. Critics finally get to see the MCU grow up just a little bit. But fans, but fans get the same familiar type of MCU movie that they love and crave. The MCU went away from the same old formula and gave us something different. But like I said, still very familiar. Fans and critics that wanted the MCU to grow up have gotten their first attempt to do so. Too bad it's under the radar. I'll be right back with a short breakdown of the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So all you nerds out there really, really, really wanted another Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and hey, you got one, and you got a hell of a trailer. So you know what? It's a handful of things I just wanted to talk about about the trailer because, let's be for real, the trailer did exactly what we all thought it was going to do. It hyped us up. It gave us some details other than what was in the first film, uh, the first trailer for the film. But it didn't give us Tobey Maguire and it didn't give us Andrew Garfield. I kind of figured that was going to happen. That's why I didn't care to see another trailer. It is what it is. Um, big thing for me is I like the Easter eggs. I always look for these little things here and there with that whenever I see a trailer. And this film, um, this film has a lot of Easter eggs that tie to the uh, trilogy with Tobey Maguire and the duology with Andrew Garfield, which is kind of cool. I'm glad to see it. And this trailer also had a lot of comic book tie-in uh, Easter eggs, too. So uh, I just want to go over a few of them today because I like stuff like that. And, man, I just can't wait for this film to come out. It can't come out fast enough. Uh, I know most people want to see it, but I think I want to see it more than everybody else. 
um for spider-man uh spider-man is probably in my top four superhero or comic book superheroes that i like it's just just that kind of cool but you know let's that's a whole nother story let's just get into it um as far as easter eggs go let's start with um my first big one happy birthday um i'm not telling you happy birthday and it's not my birthday but uh there is a storyline from the amazing spider-man uh for happy birthday and i think they're using part of that um for this film so in the comic Doctor Strange is fighting Dormammu, and a spell that he casts accidentally hits Spider-Man instead, and uh, it's it sends uh, Spider-Man through time and space where uh, Peter Parker meets up with not only his past self but his present self, and that's pretty much an alliteration straight you know straight toward the fact that this movie this movie is going to have three Spider-Man and he can't fight be fighting by himself. And uh, if you've seen the Brazil trailer, it's online. Go look at it and watch uh, watch that little cut where. Uh, Spider-Man is jumping at the three villains in the face-off and watch uh, Killer Croc and watch him get knocked out of the thin air with by nothing. So I think they edited out. No, I'm not going to say I think. I know for a fact. They edited out. Uh, it's probably Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. They, you know, they they took a digital eraser to him to save it for the movie. Um, so, yeah, um, that storyline is uh, pretty cool. So if you've never read it, go read it. Um, like I said, you know me. Local comic book store, go. Buy. Read. <laughs> that's how i am um but yeah that storyline is pretty good a lot of the elements from that one is in this one along the way inside that uh comic book storyline of uh peter getting to meet his uh future self and past self he learns uh you know hard lessons that made uh you know change the timeline in like fantastic ways and one of the part of the things that he may change is the fact that he never becomes spider-man and he faces off against multiple villains most of those villains are in this in this movie um I, oh man i really wanted to see vulture return in this film but i don't think he is and michael keaton just announced that he actually is returning as vulture so uh let's see how that turns out uh next easter egg electro um if you know nothing about electro from the comic books um keep an eye on jamie fox playing electro in this one because they redesigned him from his um uh previous version with uh of as the face off uh, with Andrew Garfield, um, it's going to look a lot more comic book accurate. Uh, the design in this film, um, Jamie Foxx will have his normal, you know, melanin brown skin tone, he won't be blue like the last movie. Uh, the electricity that he uses won't be blue, it'll be kind of yellowish white, which is comic book accurate. Um, and just like the comic book, uh, he will have a mask, albeit the mask that's in the movie will be made from electricity, but like and not cloth but the mask and the shape and whatnot it will be very reminiscent almost exactly the same from the comic book um but don't be worried about it. I, uh something else when you're watching the trailer there there's a scene in the trailer where uh peter parker is uh has electro looking down over him uh from above and peter kind of like powers up the little thing that's supposed to capture electro on his on his wrist uh, if you pay close attention to him, he's wearing a lot of wires and electrical tape on top of his uh, Spider-Man suit. Um, that's directly out of the comic book where Spider-Man had a specific suit in order to fight Electro, where it disperses the electricity. So it, it hits him and it hurts, but it doesn't, you know, hit him as hard. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. I want to see if that suit actually kind of works the same way as the comic book. Um, interestingly enough, Pay close attention in the trailer to Electro himself, uh, Jamie Foxx. Kind of, you know, go frame by frame. Electro has an arc reactor on his chest. 
that's like the same type that that Tony uses. So I don't know where that's going, but I want to see where that goes. It's kind of cool to think that there's a version of Electroth in the multiverse that has Tony Stark's arc reactor as a, I wouldn't say a power source, but maybe a power amplifier. So I, w- I would love to see that. Um, something else I noticed in the trailer, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, he's back. He's being played by our, our favorite actor, J.K. Simmons, born and raised right here in Detroit. You know, shout out. Um, and when you see him in the trailer, he's wearing a black hat and trench coat. Uh, that's very similar, almost exactly the same to what he was wearing from the uh, third Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Um, there was a scene toward the end of the movie where uh, Spider-Man is facing off against all the villains on the uh, at the construction site. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson is there to cover it and take pictures and, you know, this, that, and the other. He doesn't have a camera. So this, there's this little girl with basically like one of those little instant cameras. Or one of those little uh, kitty cameras, and he buys it off her for like a hundred bucks or something like that. And but she doesn't give him the film; she just gives him the camera. But yeah, what he's wearing in that film—the black trench coat, the black hat, and looking up uh, behind a police line—it's pretty much the exact same thing he's doing here in this trailer. And I thought that was pretty cool. I like that little callback to uh, to to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Like I said, man, look, I said it last week, and I'll, I'll say it again here, just so I can stay, I just so I can stay, you know, uh, covered. There is no way in hell Tom Holland is the only Spider-Man in this film. There is no way. I guarantee you, I will put, if I had a million dollars, I'd put a million dollars on it. Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man will be in this film. I promise you that. If that's not, there will be hell to pay and Feige will never recover from it. There you go. I've said it last week. I said it this week. Um, Something that I think is going to happen, I think Aunt May is going to die. So there's a good chance that the hot Aunt May that we all love will die in this Spider-Man. Um, there's a part in the trailer where we see her running through a building, holding something. Um, and then there's a cut to Happy Hogan in the car looking like very, very distraught. And then the cut right after that is Peter covered in cuts and bruises. Um, just before we see her running, we see uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man trying to catch one of um, the goblin bombs. And it goes off and it destroys the building. There, what if they killed Aunt May in this one? Mm, wouldn't that kind of be, you know, an, an impetus for Peter to start learning that, hey, you can't save everyone pretty much the way Andrew Garfield lost Gwen. And he realized that you can't save everyone. You can only be the hero and save, you know, save everyone, but you can't save every single person. Right. Kind of that lesson he has to, uh, he has to learn. And if she does die, it would be a comic book reference. Uh, Peter Parker unmasked himself uh, during the Civil War event uh, when he signed up after that. Uh, right after that, it became um, Spider-Man Back in Black, where hitmen were sent to kill um, Peter Parker. And they, they wound up killing Aunt May. And he decided to wear the black uh, Spider-Man suit that, we, that you, we've actually seen in this, uh, these two trailers and a couple of teasers for this Spider-Man. So the black suit is pretty much a call back to that to that time when Aunt May got killed in the comic books and he wore the black suit is kind of in mourning and to the, you know, to it's basically an outward expression of his rage and vengeance that he seeks. Um, it'd be kind of cool. So that basically means that that's, you know, that's, that's what the black suit is. It's not venom. So no venom yet, but we'll, we, we will get venom in the Spider-Man and the MCU. We, we already know that it's coming. There's no way in hell. They're not gonna, they're not gonna throw venom in this. Um, and the big thing is if you look at the trailer and you kind of read things, this is basically an all in all in together moment. Um, 
the entire film, this entire uh, run, I think, however long this film is, I keep forgetting what they said the runtime is going to be. Um, it's basically all three Spider-Man kind of coming together in order to teach and to learn uh, from each other. Um, a lot of the trailer, a lot of this trailer points to the fact that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will appear. There are way too many parallels and references references from the uh, previous movies. Um, like when MJ fell off the building, uh, she basically fell in the exact same manner that Gwen Stacy uh, fell in the uh, Andrew Garfield duology. And there's a Spider-Man hand reaching out for her in the exact same way that Andrew Garfield was reaching out for Gwen Stacy. Um, here's a theory, though, I got for that. I think um, MJ gets saved. I don't think she dies. I think she gets saved, but I don't think Tom Holland's Spider-Man save her. Um, I think Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man saves her. And that's basically his uh, way to atone for not saving Gwen. Um, uh, on top of the train, we see a part where uh, Strange is fighting um, Spider-Man or Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I should say, on top of a train um, in, in what looks like a canyon. I don't, I don't know how they got from New York to a canyon, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> um, that's basically that. That's a callback to the the train scene where uh, Tobey Maguire stops the train from going off the tracks um, by basically using his body as a stopgap. Um, I, I I can't wait to see how the strain Doctor Strange and Tom Holland Spider Man interacts. Right, pretty much every everybody that has interacted with Spider Man has been, you know, like big brother, little brother, or like a father figure. You know, kind of like that. But Doctor Strange is not that caliber, I would say, emotionally of a character to play that role. So it would almost seem like they are fighting as equals. So I want to see how that develops. That's going to be pretty good. Um, but to me, it it, it it would also make sense that all the um, failures and successes from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, when they're all in a room together at some point in this film, which I'm hoping this actually happens, um, I don't have inside information. This is what I want to happen where they basically impart on, uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, like, Hey, look, this is where we failed. This is where we succeeded, but this is what we learned. And we don't want you, um, to like fall into despair kind of like we did. Cause think about it, Andrew Garfield lost, uh, to Gwen Stacy in his, uh, version of it. And he kind of had to carry that with him. And then, uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, he never actually made completely up with MJ. He kind of just, they were kind of basically just dancing and trying to figure things out. So we don't know if they actually got back together. I mean, yeah, obviously they got back together because that's the long lasting love story. But, you know, um, so the two older and wiser and worldlier Spider-Man, they basically teach Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, how to balance just being a hero and being a normal teen and growing up. And this, that, and the other, and maybe telling them, hey, maybe you don't have to be Spider-Man if you don't want to. Um, the, the multiverse is big, man. Maybe one Spider-Man somewhere along the way just says, hey, the hell with this. I don't want to do this anymore, right? You know, I don't want to be the hero. I just want to be a normal normal person. And uh, great power with comes with great responsibility, throws that shit out the window, and just goes on to be a normal person. You never know. That As big as the multiverse is, there has to be at least one that does that, right? Um yeah, the, the trailer itself is, in a word, strange, because it's obviously edited, so you don't see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield anywhere in the trailer. You can obviously see it in the international versions where um, 
where a lizard gets kicked. <laughs> I said Killer Croc earlier. I didn't mean that. I meant lizard. Um, where lizard basically gets kicked or punched and falls out of the sky. Um, there's another part in it where uh, Spider-Man is swinging straight down through the construction site and through scaffolding and all this, that, and the other. And Electro is fighting somebody else up above him and never goes after him. So who the hell is Electro fighting if he's not actually chasing the Spider-Man that's coming at us at the screen? It obviously has to be another Spider-Man, right? So uh, we'll see. Um, I want a couple of things to actually happen. Um, at the end of the trailer, uh, Doctor Strange says they're all, they are all coming through and he can't stop them. So who is the all? Um, we know one for a fact is going to be Wolverine. They've already announced that uh, in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Hugh Jackman will reprise his role as Wolverine uh, somewhere along that line in the film. Maybe it's an after credit scene. Maybe it's somewhere actually in the film for whatever reason. Who knows? Um, but that, that was confirmed earlier this week. So let's see what happened. I want the rumor to be true that the after credit scene, uh, either in this movie, either in Spider-Man No Way Home or uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to be one of them. I want the rumor to be true that the after credit scene is going to feature Professor Xavier and Reed Richards. So I would sus I would expect if the rumor is true that that would happen in uh, Multiverse of Madness, because with those two men coming through and meeting um, Doctor Strange, that would give you three of the six members of Marvel's Illuminati Council, right? Um, so, and, I mean, that that would be an easy way to lead directly, not just into Multiverse of Madness, but also into Secret, Eva uh, Secret Invasion, which they announced that they are doing Secret Invasion, um, either on Disney Plus or as a series, or they're going to do it as a movie. They haven't actually decided. That was the other thing that they, that they said. They are doing Secret Invasion, but Feige doesn't know if they want to do it as a, as a uh, run of a series in episodic form or if they want to do it as a, a film uh either way man look i would love to see uh them branch out into the fantastic four which we know they are going to branch out into at some point but not only just the fantastic four but to bring the mutants um the x-men and the mutant universe into the marvel universe uh properly i can't wait for that to happen because that means at some point we are going to get X-Men versus the Avengers. And if you have never read that comic book storyline, you have got to read it. It is fucking fantastic. I promise you that. Uh, that's where you get all these memes about uh, uh, Cyclops being being right. Um, Cyclops actually in that series becomes the, the badass that he should have always been. He ain't, he ain't the pushover that Xavier made him out to be. He's less Xavier and more Magneto by the time that storyline comes to an end. Uh, but that's great. I, I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, I hope those rumors come true. I hope uh, a lot of this stuff is actually real. I can't wait for the film. Uh, I don't particularly care about trailers. I like watching trailers because trailers are fun to break down and to stuff like that. But I, I just really, really need this film to hurry up and <laughs> get here because I'm ready to, I'm ready to see it. Um, this is one of the few films where I'll tell you, opening night, I, if I have to call off work, I'm calling off work. I'm going to see it that opening night. I am definitely going to see it. I'm the first person in, in, in the door, in the seat. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go get me a cup of coffee and something to eat. And I shall return. For, for, for me, it'll be probably in half an hour. For you, it'll be probably about 30 seconds. I'll be right back. So now it's time to say goodbye to all my favorite friends. That would be you, Dr. 
for my family because my family comes first it would be you uh, my very favorite people my listeners i hope you all enjoyed the episode i enjoyed doing it um before you ask i didn't i didn't eat <laughs> i didn't get to eat I, I literally uh went to get something to eat and i looked at the clock and realized holy crap i gotta go pick my son up from school. uh so i ran and picked him up from school luckily we only stayed like a like five minutes away went picked him up from school and came back and actually I let him play on the playground for a minute with his friends it's, it, you know it's Friday let him play you know, let him be out there for a few minutes it's not too cold out there. so uh yeah I didn't either I came right back and decided to finish up the episode real quick so I'll go get something to eat afterwards I don't know um there's a good corned beef sandwich place right up the street from the fall so maybe I'll run up there real quick and grab something out of there while the kids and the wife are out visiting folks I am going to be home alone half this weekend I'm getting ready to go on a cruise. I leave for my cruise next week, and that's why there will be no episodes. Yeah, boo-hoo, I am so sorry. But hey, man, look, next Friday, no episode. Enjoy your Thanksgiving on Thursday. Enjoy your football games. Enjoy Black Friday for all you crazy, crazy people that decide to go out there on Black Friday and go shopping. I had, I've been Black Friday shopping a grand total twice, and I ain't never doing it again. Hell, you people are crazy. I don't understand how you deal with all those folks in malls and stores and stuff like that. Uh, it might not actually be that bad this year because inflation is killing us. And it truly is. I don't know about the rest of you folks around the world because, again, I do have an international audience. But right in the United States, inflation is killing us. So uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, enjoy next week, man. I am going on a cruise. I leave next Thursday. I'm going to have dinner with my brothers and sisters for the first time since my parents passed. Um, and that, that, that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun because it's a hell of a lot of us. <laughs> Believe me. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, right after I have dinner with them, I'm going to come home, throw the bags in the back of the car because they're already back as of right now. And uh, we're going to head to the airport after we uh, um, get everybody in the car. After I park and everything, then we're going to get on the plane and we're gone, man. We'll be down in uh, Florida, get on the boat, and I'll be there a full week. Um, I am just going to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to find me a lounge chair, have me a couple of drinks, read my books. Um, while I'm on the boat, I'll send you a message to tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> then uh, after I get back, then that's all on Friday after I get back. And, you know, we'll get back right into it. Um, before the year is over, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, there will be one last interview before this season and this calendar year. I will be sitting down with a couple of friends of mine and we are going to discuss the problems with the MCU, the DCEU, and comic book movies in general. And believe me, that's a conversation you want to hear because the three of us are, we have vastly different opinions. We might start pissing each other off. Man. I don't know if you, if you're the same way with, uh, you are, uh, I don't know if you're the same way uh, like I am with my uh, friends. When I have a conversation, we don't hold back. We, uh, it's it's knockdown drag out. So who knows? Hopefully, it doesn't get that contentious. But yeah, that's going to be the last episode this year. That'll be sometime in December. But until then, same thing I tell you every single time we depart. Um, I hope you are well. Stay well. Be safe. Be with your family. And we will end the same way we always do with me saying, God bless. I love you. And peace.